In my research, I was able to set the statistics of so what are the key topics for co-founder fight. There are seven overall, um, but beyond this, uh, you know, objective topics, there are many more uh, underlying unconscious, sometimes psychological issues. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. 20 Minute Leaders is a proud supporter of Make-A-Wish Israel and Tech2Peace and is in proud collaboration with Secret Chord Ventures, J Ventures, Riverside FM, Fusion VC, Birthright Excel, J Impact, Leap, Google for Startups, and Hippo, and in media partnership with SeaTech. Well, I'm I'm really excited to talk to you. You're a startup and co-founder, a psychologist working with with lots of really interesting uh, founders. I believe you've interviewed hundreds of uh, startup founders in the larger range of the hundreds. And so I'm really excited to dive in with you as to, you know, your experience and your expertise and what you've found to be working and not working. Uh, you know, we, we hear a lot about, you know, couples therapists and psychologists and family psychologists. And now we're going to talk about co-founder uh, psychology. So what is even the field that we're talking about here? So um, this field is all about how co-founders find each other and build strong relationships that last to enable the startup growth. Um, because 65%, I don't know if you know this uh, data point, 65% of startups who fail are due to toxic or conflictual um, co-founder relationships. Um, so I was, you know, very much interested to dip in and understand much more about where it comes from, what they fight about, and if I can assist to actually help the relationship to be stronger and healthier. So the, to enable the scale, to help them to grow together and build a wonderful uh, business that they wish. So, okay, so we have the, the big problem here where a lot of the founders are splitting and therefore the company is, you know, you know, is stopping its services. And, and that's, uh, it didn't, turns out that it's quite a big percentage of the cases where companies yeah. fail, right? And so let's talk a little bit about the why, you know, what's happening there. You know, why are there so many issues around, you know, within the, in the communication between co-founders? Yeah, I just want to mention that it's not... Um, new to me, what you're saying that you didn't know, because yeah. this is a very much unspoken um, topic, you know, um, most of the founder don't feel comfortable or legit to talk about. I think that today I can hear more and more people or see more and more articles. But when I started six years ago, my business, um, you know, like a any founder, entrepreneur, I went and, do, and did a market research and I interviewed more than 400 founders all around in different 
um, stages uh, from the business perspective. After I visited, you know, I went to so many conferences and so many meetups, etc. But I didn't find much about this topic. So I said, I will do the research myself. Um, and so I actually, you know, it's a working process. I am still interviewing people, uh, but I have now body of knowledge and I based my clinic based, you know, on that. And today I'm working with couple, trio, four, five founders that, you know, started their business together. Uh, and they have the awareness and the understanding that their relationship, their alignment, their, um, um, joint accountability is actually a growth engine. And without that, um, you will see more and more splits and silo in the organization, in the startup. You will, um, see, uh, more and more decisions that are being made in a desynchronized way, uh, and its impact, the ability to grow. So they have the mindset and the, um, awareness that it's important. Some of them come to me when they have a crisis. Yeah. Um, like couple, you know, when they feel that there are elephants in the room, when they feel that something is not working well. And some of them are with me for four or five years because they understand sure. that they need to invest time and effort and intention in maintaining this trustworthy relationship because, you know, working in a startup, it's such a chaotic and stressful environment. And like every couple that is going through crisis in their life, they need someone as a third party to help them to navigate through these uh, complexities. 100%. Okay. And so people come to you when they see some red flags, but obviously there is the more ideal time to, to do this type of work, you know, anything from you know, from the beginning, just always do the work because this is the relationship you need to maintain it. But, but more tangibly, what are the red flags that you are, that you would consider as red flags that would yield to a co-founder saying, okay, we need to go and, and resolve this with the professional who can help us. So mainly when I will hear people, you know, founders say, we do not speak the same language. It's like we have broken communication between us. Yeah. He or she doesn't understand me and I don't feel like I understand and being understood. This is one. Mm -hmm. Second, they will say, I have so, we have so many fights and conflicts around how the product should be. What is our strategy? Um, how should we stay the go to market? Should it be on? this region or that region. So I will see um, conflicts on the content of the startup, okay? The, the, um, the actual business issues that they are fighting on. I will hear more about, I'm a co-founder, I'm the CTO, he or she are the CEO, but they are not my manager. So we are together in this, we are equal, yeah. but suddenly right. the startup grow and Real. I am not as equal as my partner. Right. Um, I will hear fights on money. So, I, yeah. 
around how we spend the money or where we cut our you know expenses during this period of recession you hear more and more fights on that topic sure. um i will see cases when one of the founder is going to the to relocation to establish a new yeah. site and the distance relationship impact you know they're feeling how we close and aligned and we really advise with each other like we were at the beginning. So this change is actually required a, an adjustment and they don't know how to do this adjustment. Um, so these are types of issue that I will hear. And to be honest, most of this visible, clear, objective reason are just on the surface because under the surface, there are more psychological and personal um, needs that are not being addressed. So in my research, I was able to set the statistics of so what are the key topics for co-founder fight. There are seven overall, um, but beyond these uh, you know, objective topics, there are many more uh, underlying, unconscious, sometimes psychological issues. Okay, so how you know do these each need specialized treatment, or do you do you see some some things that founders can do to mitigate a lot of this miscommunication that is taking place? I, I hear it a lot, and what the word you are saying is that a lot of cases, you know, you start off well, and then something changes, whether it be an environmental change, a circumstantial change, a change in the, you know, just a evolutionary change. And that results in some miscommunication or misalignment. So what, what, what do we do with those situations, those moments and those inflection points? Um, I think there are several things founders can do in advance in order to avoid this. And I can, you know, list some of the things that by increasing this self-awareness and embedding at, you know, upfront these processes and routines between the co-founder, it can really help them um, to maintain the relationship. And sometimes when they need a support, so it, it is customized because they have their personality, they have their nature, they have their way. Sometimes even the vertical, that they are operating it will impact, um, but it is a customized uh, process. Um, and it's always a combination between the psychological driver that lead to these conflicts or fights or broken communication and the structured elements like how we build a very clear decision-making process. Let's agree on the roles and responsibility and what happened when you disagree on something. So I will help them, you know, to tackle or to clarify and to touch more the structural elements and the psychological elements. 100% completely. And so if we're now, I'd love to sort of paint a picture of, of what sort of this interaction is with you. Uh, you know, in the day to day. So how, how frequently do you usually meet? What are the sort of mediums 
Is it, you know, pretty much like a regular psychology session? Is there, is there a different content than the traditional psychology session? It's, um, it's a business psychology. So we do meet in a frequent, structured, consistent way once a week or once of, you know, bi-weekly, because I believe that setting this routine is part of, you know, the, the solution that they decide that they have a share time where they talk about how we work together. Listen, most of the founder, when they choose their co-founder, they match their co-founder based on the professional resume. I'm a, I'm a good in business, you're good in technology. Okay, let's match. I have an idea. Let's go and do it. They rarely will match their co-founder based on the relationship resume. It means, do you ask how your potential co-founder are in relationship? What is their personal dynamic? How they communicate? How they address fights? You know, question that needs to be part of the matching process, uh, but most of them do not address those topics. And then they start to work together and suddenly they need to, you know, they are realizing new stuff on their co-founder. And to be honest, they also don't know themselves as founder because they are new to this process. Most of them are new entrepreneurs. This is, you know, their first time of building a business in a very stressful and uh, changing uh, environment. And they need to, to manage with each other and they don't know each other very well. So um, I meet people that sometimes they don't really know their history, their past, their preferences, their expectation, how they communicate, what are their triggers. And in this session that we meet every week or every two weeks, it's their time to reflect on the work together and actually to define, you know, how they want to work that they both or the three of them or the four of them will be at their best. Um, because it's not very trivial from the beginning. Also, when we talk about founder agreement, most of the founder agreement include items like, you know, the equity, legal, what happened, you know, if we run out of money, etc. But people do not include into the founder agreement the psychological contract. Items like, what do I need in order to flourish? Or... What happened when we disagree? How we manage that? Or what is my expectation uh, from this business? Do I want, you know, to run a, a startup for two weeks, uh, two years, and then do an exit? Or do I want to build an everlasting organization? It's two different expectation and uh, vision. Uh, so you need to discuss those items as part of the uh, founder agreement. Um, right. So in those sessions, they will talk about what bothered them. They will talk about their conflicts. We will try to address issues. We will try to understand how they perceive situation. Because you know, the reality is from the eye 
of the pe- the person that is looking and sometimes broken communication comes from the fact that people give different interpretation to situation and when they decide to sit together and analyze and reflect and retrospect it helps them to manage better the future weeks so this is what we are doing yeah i mean i think it, 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 sounds like it, it, it all comes down to True. expectations and communication around those expectations right yes and you know i don't know how you are when you are in conflict what is your automatic reaction think about yourself you know sometimes the way we behave in our startup with a co-founder is the same with our significant other or spouse so what happened to you under uncertainty or under stress how you communicate with people so we are coming from completely different history different family and the first place that we shape our personality and we build our relational capacity is at home with our sibling and, and the authority is mother and father and many times it's been projected when we are working with our partners to the startup um, so it's so trivial it's so you know normal that fights and disagreements and different way of looking at things and different perspective will happen when we are building a startup together. And because the startup is changing so much, regardless of the evolution, you know, that today we are 10 people and tomorrow we will be 50 people. And now we have two customers and, and next week we will have 50 customers. So the noises from the outside are also impacting our relationship and our ability um to be aligned yeah no no completely and, uh, i think that the distinction that the the relationship perhaps closely resembles that of a significant other and therefore you know we need to pay close attention to our response mechanisms you know fight fight or flight mechanisms different ways of communication understanding the background that we're coming from you know, it, it, at the end, it sounds like it's a, a lot about giving respect to the situation and giving yes. respect to the complexity of the situation of what it means to be a co-founder, that it's much beyond, you know, just professionally, you know, working together, but really building, you know, really birthing something to the world that requires, you know, you to act sort of as parents. Yeah. And if both of us, we were raised in a family or our past history taught us to avoid conflicts because conflicts are uh, not good. We need to keep silence. We need to keep the harmony. So imagine we have two co-founders that their immediate tendency or their automatic reaction would be to avoid, not to say anything, to swallow. And after a year and two years, they build elephants between them because they don't talk. And then something small will arise, you know, bring a conflict. And so this is, you know, two people in a flight mechanism. Think about three people with a fight mechanism. So how they manage, how they understand what happened to them and how they are sensitive to the trigger 
to their co-founder. So this is not only about the product and the strategy and the marketing. There is a lot about the psychological aspect of each of them and how they learn to work together in those situations. And we know that startups bring so many stressful and, uh, you know, um, difficult situations. 100%. It's, uh, Danny, more than anything, it sounds like, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of, uh, of therapy myself and, uh, you know, in, in many different relationships and, and forms. And I try to be very intentional about, about these relationships and be very respectful of how important and critical it is that, you know, we have a clear communication and, and, and raise those red flags. And I, and I go back to the original you know, statistics that you gave about the, about the, how big of a problem this is, you know, because you're saying that a lot of the, the majority of the reasons why firms fail is from founder disagreements. And so it sounds, you know, a lot of founders, you know, when they were mapping out their risks, you know, I was just in a VC meeting myself today and the VC asked me, you know, Michael, what risk are you looking at for your company? And uh, it didn't even occur to me. The risk of founder disagreements as a as an existential risk for a company, and I and personally, I also don't think it's an existential risk for for a company. But I real, but I but but now that you're saying this, I realize that probably you know ninety nine percent of the founders hearing that question won't think of this as a potential risk for their organization, yeah, right? Because usually <clears throat> the fight or the conflict or the disagreement will be demonstrated in disability to achieve product market fit or right. difficulty to um, gain more and more customer or maintain them and retain them. Okay. Because the technology and the sale are not aligned because the product and the tech are not aligned. And so at the end, what we will see are um, complexity in the business and yep. slow down in the way of the startup to grow and to scale and finally to raise money. This is 100%. Uh, and I really, I really want to thank you for, for this time and your energy and the, the great work and also the huge positive impact you're having on many founders and co-founders. Thank you for, for coming on and, and sharing this time with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much.